close till I get up. Time is barely on our side. I don't wanna waste what's left. The storms we chase are leading us, and love is all we'll ever trust. Yeah, no, I don't wanna waste what's left. Hey guys, today on the podcast we got Jason Sanger. He's currently playing for the Sydney Thunder in the Big Bash and is playing for New South Wales in the Sheffield Shield and the One Day Cup. Hope you guys enjoy the podcast. Jason, he's got a great career coming up, and I hope you guys enjoy. Oh. Welcome to the show, Jason Sanger. What did you want to be when you were growing up? Oh, it's a tough one. Um, it's actually funny you asked me that. Um, you know, obviously, during this isolation period, um, I was uh, going through some old, uh, some old photos and some old stuff during primary school, and um, actually one of them said uh, that I was going... One thing I wrote down um, was I wanted to be a professional cricketer, but um, I wanted to study psychology in university. And I've never thought about studying psychology ever since uh, <laughs> that time in year six. But, um, but yeah, I guess you could say my, my dream came true in, uh, in year six when I wanted to be a professional cricketer. Yeah. How would your oldest friend describe you? My oldest friend? Oh, jeez. Um, I think they'd call me pretty funny. Um, but that's what I would like to think anyways. Um, no, I think, um, I think a lot of my friends have known me for being a pretty hard working type of guy. Um, you know, I've always been, ever since I was a little kid, I've always worked hard at, at everything I wanted to do. Um, it wasn't just cricket, but I played a lot of other sports growing up as well. I played, um, played a lot, played a lot of basketball. Um, so I was still like training basketball, like religiously every day and heaps of swimming. And I was training that really hard. So. I like to think they, they say I'm, um, I'm pretty hard working. Yeah. What are you most proud of? Oh, that's, that's a tough one. Um, oh, uh, there's a couple of things that come to mind. I think the first one's probably um, getting my baggy blue from New South Wales and probably my debut game with, with the Sydney Thunder. Um, probably tough to probably be those two days. Um, one is obviously... Um, you know, getting getting a New South Wales baggy cap, and I think for anyone getting your getting your baggy cap for your state is is a is a massive opportunity. Um, and then of course, yeah, the, my BBL debut um, over in Canberra against the Melbourne Stars, um, something I won't ever forget as well. Um, and I think that ranges down to even the Under 19s World Cup, um, sort of being named captain and you know getting the getting the team all the way to the final and. Although we didn't win the final, that would have been um that would have been pretty special if we did. But um that Indian side was uh yeah they were crazy, they were really really good. So yeah, I think I'd say those three those three things. But I think in particular the um the New South Wales debut and and the Sydney Thunder. Yeah, how do you handle hard times? Um, I get uh, I guess the way I like to handle them. I guess I've been really fortunate that I've had um really great parents um through my whole i guess obviously my whole life but especially in my in my career that's just started they've always had my back um i think that's number one i think having a really good support base and a good network of friends and family has really made sure that's um you know kept my kept my family ground and if anything was ever going through a hard time i know i can always count on them um so i think yeah i think i've, I've i'm really lucky i've got a really good you know, close group of uh, of family and friends, and a really good support network that I can I can go to in in certain times of when things are getting a bit hard. But at the end of the day, um, and at, 
so at the end of the day, you, it's, we're still playing cricket and um, cricket's like you think about it and you can have a couple of days at a bad or sometimes at a hard, but at the end of the day, like you're still, you're still getting, I'm still going to do the job that I want to do and that's play cricket. So sometimes just a bit, a bit of gratitude every now and then is a, is a healthy reminder. Yeah. What was it like getting your first professional contract so young? Yeah, it was strange. Uh, I was actually in this exact desk um, when I got my first professional contract. Um, I was, this is my study room. Um, I'm back home up in Newcastle at the moment. And um, so I was still in school. So I was in, um, uh, what would have been year 11? Year 11, so I was about 16. Um, and I was actually just studying and I got a call um, from the GM um, of New South Wales career, a guy called Dave Moore rang me and said, um, uh, first, he just want to congratulate me on what a great season I had so far and then, then offered me a rookie contract for the following year. So it was, um, it was pretty crazy. You didn't really think much, didn't really think much about it at first. Um, kind of, kind of set in when, um, I'd go to, go to Sydney, um, during my sort of school holidays and start training with the guys. That's when I kind of really kicked in a little bit like, oh, I'm actually here, like, you know, playing, training with New South Wales guys and, and being a part of this group. Um, I'll never forget the day I had, I went to, I think it was about a couple of days after I had um, Moses, Moses Enrique's uh, message me on Facebook um, and he just said, like, welcome to the club. And I always thought that was a, I thought that was a cool thing that ever happened to me. Um, Mozzie's been, Mozzie's been one of my idols since I was a kid. Um, so I remember playing, because um, I used to go to Hunter Sports up here in, in Newcastle and we used to always verse Endeavour Sports Eye, which um, I think I believe Mo, Mo went to. Um, there's a park named after him, the Moson Reeks Oval. Um, and like, I remember playing there and stuff like that. I remember just like, I remember, you know, of course, like Moses is like one of the most, oh, I guess, to be fair, words can't really describe, but he's one of the, one of the most outstanding career players I've ever played with and against. But I think just as a person, he's one of the best one of the best blokes as well. So I think for him to, um, you know, reach out and just send me a message, I was like ecstatic. I was a 16 year old kid who just got a message from like their favorite player ever. So yeah, it was crazy. It was, uh, it was crazy. I, I never really, um, never really kicked in after till I started training with the guys. That's when it really sort of sunk in and it was really cool. Yeah. Was it hard getting the comparisons to Sachin Tendulkar and Ricky Ponting? Oh, most definitely. <laughs> I'm absolutely nowhere near those two guys. Um, so, yeah, that was, that was crazy. I think that's just a bit of media hype that came with it. Um, I wasn't ever expecting that. But, yeah, I mean, I don't think my name and, and those two names should ever be in the same, same sentence. They're on a completely different level than I am. But, look, you, you take the good with the bad. And there's, at that time... Um, there was plenty of good things being said, and I always took it as you know, there could be a lot of, there could be saying a lot of other things. Um, there could be worse things that said um, they're comparing me to Sachin and Ricky Ponting. So you know, I'll take that. Um, but yeah, it was a it was a healthy reminder that you know, like um, I'm firstly nowhere near that level of greatness that they're them to have achieved. But um, you know, if people are thinking of me in that way, then I mean, fair enough. Like I'll um. I'll, I'll take it. Of course, I'll take it. But um, yeah, as I said, it, it, at least it wasn't anything. Lisa wasn't as, as much criticism. Um, so you know, you see guys at the back end of their careers getting absolutely sprayed, or 
media's going into them about, you know, how they're batting and how they're playing. And um, I guess I was quite fortunate that my first sort of entry into, into domestic cricket was, um, was quite a nice, smooth one. Yeah. How's it been playing for the Sydney Thunder? Yeah, look, the Thunder's been amazing. Um, I've been with the Thunder for a, few, for a few years now. I think uh, going into my fifth year, I've played four years with the Thunder. Uh, two years I was as I was as a rookie, and um, not the season I went, but the season before. Um, that was my first year on the full contract list. So, yeah, I was lucky to pretty much play every game last year. Um, obviously, it's always disappointing when you're not playing um, uh, in terms of last year's season. But um, yeah, look, the club's been amazing. Um, they took me when I was a young kid. Um, some of my greatest mates uh, play the Thunder with me as well. So. I think the best thing about it, it's such a massive family, the Sydney Thunder. We um we pride ourselves on making sure that, you know, we, we say we say as a close to group, we do everything as a team, but I think the most important thing they do that I've seen probably better than some of the other other big bash teams is how I guess how um how we try and connect with our fans. Um that's one thing that we really try to do. And I, I know I know a lot of teams at the end of the big bash games go around and, and sign autographs, but for us, we've always made sure that you know we don't want to leave one one kid or one person who who missed out to um to, who missed out get, uh, of getting our signature. We want to keep making sure that we keep checking our fans. Um, and we obviously invite our we invite our um our VIP members um and all that um to our training sessions and all that type of stuff. Um, and then obviously um, the game day stuff as well. So yeah, everything's really good. Um, I love how the club's structured and how it's run, and um, it's fantastic. Yeah. What was it like playing against that England team in the practice matches before the Ashes in 2017? 2017. It's a long time ago now. Um, it's been almost been three years. Um, yeah. Look, I was uh, <laughs> just actually I just finished school, um, and. I remember I had two more exams to go for my year 12 exams and I got a call to say, you know, I was going to be playing against England um, in a couple of practice games. And at the start, I was a bit like, wow, like, okay, I've still got two more exams left. So I was like, that kind of uh, my, I guess you could say um, my priority almost changed a little bit. I was kind of stressing a bit more towards playing against England, um, knowing that I still had two more exams left to finish school. Um, and I think the best thing at that age was I just, um, I didn't really care as much. I think I, had, I didn't put so much pressure on myself. And after the first game, I didn't do really, I didn't do too well in Adelaide. Um, I probably got a pair of, uh, of low scores. And then I went to Townsville and I got a, got a second baller, I think, in the first innings. Second ball duck in the first innings and sort of came out in the second innings. And um, yeah, I don't know. I just sort of just tried to take it on. I was kind of, Felt like I was probably giving bowls a bit too much respect, and I felt like I was playing the bowls a lot more than just playing, than just watching the ball and, and playing on the uh, and playing the ball. So I don't know. I just sort of just thought, like, who cares? Like, just go out and bat. Like, I'm just gonna take it on and and just try and see what happens. And um, I guess when you're a young kid, you just you don't really think too much about it. Um, you know, we didn't go into like the 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 team meetings of like who, how does each person bowl. Like we bloody we always watch them on TV. Like James Anderson, Stuart Broad. Like don't think we need to go into much analysis of what they do. We've been seeing how well they've been dominant in world cricket for 
however many years. So for me, it was just like, cool, just like, just taking on, have a bit of a dip. And I kind of just went to a bit of a different strategy than what I was uh, in the first three innings. Um, and then, yeah, lucky I got, got some runs. So, um, yeah, it's maybe it's a strategy that could work for me in the future. But it was nice just to just be a young kid and just go out and just like, uh, not, not try and think too much, just go out and play. And um, that's where I probably reap the, reap the rewards that day. Yeah. What has it been like playing? What's it been like playing for New South Wales in the Sheffield Shield and the JLT Cup? Yeah, it's been awesome. Um, I was lucky enough to make my um, my one day debut this year. Oh, sorry, the season just went. Um, and yeah, playing for New South Wales is always a privilege. Um, you know, I think uh, for me and a lot of kids in New South Wales, you know, we dream of playing for the Sixers or the Thunder, and but the main one is always playing for New South Wales. Um, and for me, that's all I ever want to do. I was quite lucky, actually, in my club in, in Newcastle, which is Wall's End. We had probably two or three guys that had gone on to play a little bit of first-class cricket. Um, and that was either for, for other states like Queensland or that was for, for New South Wales. And it might have been one game, might have been 10 games. But at the end of the day, I, like the amount of respect they had from other guys not just in our club, but the, their name in Newcastle was such highly regarded because of their achievement to play first-class cricket. I think as a young kid, that's all I ever wanted to do. I wanted to try and get to that level um, and have my name recognised as much as, as much as they did, only in Newcastle. Um, so for me, that was a big thing. That was a, a, for me, that was, the, I guess, the motivation to to keep to really try and play a career for New South Wales. Um, I know a lot of kids and even myself, like we always dream of getting the bag of green and playing for Australia. But for me, my first one was just New South Wales because of guys I'd seen in Newcastle and how much they were respected amongst other cricketers and other clubs and, and how just how well they were respected in general in, in Newcastle. So for me, that was, yeah, that was my motivation to try and keep going. And when I got to that you play for New South Wales, it's, um, yeah, it's amazing. Every time you step on the field with New South Wales, there's a lot of pride. Um, takes you back to the, your memories of, you know, how hard it, how hard it took to train and the days that my dad would continuously throw me balls and the long drives we'd make to Sydney and everything. Um, yeah, it takes, back, it takes back a lot of memories and it's funny how just a single cap, just a, just a blue baggy cap could, uh, could make you think about, you know, all the all the blood, sweat, tears, everything. So it's funny. It's a crazy thing, cricket. But, um, yeah, it's an absolute privilege. Yeah. What was your path to professional cricket? What was my what? What was your path to professional cricket? My path to professional cricket? Um, well, so I was uh, – my path was, uh, I guess, through the underage system. Um, so I was very lucky um, – I missed out my first year for the under-15s New South Wales team. But my right year, my top age, I made the team. Um, and we went to Darwin uh, for the under-15s National Carnival. Um, from there, I was, I was lucky. I got selected um, for, I guess you could say, the, the Australian under-15s team. But we called the under-16s team because we were going to play the next year. Um, so it was the Australian under-16s team from that National Carnival. Um, 
just so I start, there's three national carnivals. There's 15s, 17s, and 19s. Um, so that under-16s Australian team, um, that was to play at the under-17s national carnival. It was sort of, kind of like a new... Um, they, they've done it now. I think they first introduced it um, in my year. So I was quite lucky. So we, we got to play against the under-17 states. So New South Wales, uh, Queensland, WA. Um, and we're a year younger, but we're, I guess, the Australian team. So the best from the the best of the of the age below, um, and from there I had a really good tournament. Um, scored a lot of runs, um, and I was lucky enough to make the Australian under 17s team. So that was that was quite cool. Um, so I made the made the under Australian team for my my age, but also made the Australian team for the year above. Um, then I guess from that the under 17s Australian team would play at the under 19s national carnival. Same sort of concept. Um, but now we're about two years younger. So, yeah, so we played um, against the under-19s team. So, once again, Queensland, Victoria, uh, Tassie, all those states. Um, and from there, I actually had a reasonable carnival as well. I scored 100 and, uh, and 80-odd an and a couple of 30s. Um, but they liked the way that I played and they saw um, my 100 and, and, and my 80. Um, and I was only 16 years old, but... Then I made the um, from there I made the under under 19s Australian team. So I guess in one year I made the 16s, 17s, and 19s all in a row. Um, I was a 16 year old kid. Um, from there with the Australian under 19s team, that was the that was a World Cup year. So we were actually supposed to go to Bangladesh for the 2016 ICC under 19 World Cup, but because of restrictions and because of security measures, we weren't able to go. Um, but instead, we, we, we went to Dubai and we had a little tournament there against New Zealand and Pakistan. Um, and I was lucky enough for my... The first game I didn't play for Australia, we were playing against New Zealand. I didn't, didn't play that first game. But our keeper and our number six batter, and who was actually my roommate um, during that trip, a guy called Brooke Guest, who's over in England now. He's playing over in England. But um, he broke his, he broke his um, thumb. Um, oh, my mum's starting to ring me but um, he broke his thumb on the first game and um, um, the coach told me he said oh you're going to play the next game because Gessie just broke his thumb and I remember because like, Gessie was my roommate I remember he was just like he was devastated um, you know it was I think it was like really early like because we, we batted first I'm pretty sure and when we bowled obviously he was a keeper Pretty sure it would have been like fifth or, fifth or sixth ball. Like he just went to catch it and just went smack bang straight on the top of the thumb. Um, so I played the next game against Pakistan. And, um, we were struggling. We would have been five for maybe a hundred at max, um, or maybe even less. Um, and then I was lucky enough to go on and get a hundred. Um, and I was banging with the tail at the time. So I like once again I'm a sixteen year old kid. So I wasn't really thinking too much about you know, oh, who's up in the shed? If I get out now, what's going to happen? I was just kind of just taking it on. I was just like running out bowls, trying to hit him. And I was just like, I, I completely forgot about, completely forgot that the scoreboard existed and we were like four, five for nothing. Um, but I was lucky enough to go on and get a hundred and I had really good support from a couple other guys down the bottom. Um, and then from there, yeah, from that, from that series, that was over in January, um, came back to reality, which was school. Um, and I didn't want to be there because I just had the most amazing, I guess, 
couple of months playing um, in all the in all the national carnivals. Then obviously um, first round of nineteens, and come back to school was like, geez, like this is reality. Um, but then yeah, I guess getting the call from 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 Dave Moore a couple of months after that, um, then got my rookie contract. So that was that was really it. Yeah. Yeah. What are your goals for the next couple of years? Geez, a couple of years is a long time. I mean, if you told me a couple of years ago um, that I was going to be, I guess, where I am now, I'd be, I'd be absolutely thrilled. Um, so for me, I guess a couple of years is, um, I don't know what's going to happen in a couple of years. And I guess for me, I can only really take it one, one year at a time. Um, I'll, I guess I really want to make sure that I, from a skills perspective, I've been really working hard on my bowling. Um, I know a lot of people see me as probably more more as a batter, and they haven't really seen me bowl a lot. Um, I've bowled a bit in shield cricket, a um, little bit of stuff in the in the one day stuff, and I haven't. I think I bowled one over for the Sydney Thunder. So um, for me, that's a that's a, that's, a um, that's an art I'm trying to learn and try and do a lot more. Um, so that does make you a lot more valuable for for any team. Um, so for me, that's definitely my first priority in terms of um, from a skills point of view. And I guess from a from a team point of view, like of course I um, obviously want to play for Australia and all this stuff, type of stuff as well. But for me, I just want to play as many games I can for New South Wales, and um, I love to play the whole season for New South Wales. I love to play the whole one day season, hopefully all the Big Bash season as well. So for me, that's my motivation. Um, it was a nice, I guess uh, I wouldn't say it was a setback, but it was nice to I guess be a reminder of how quickly things can change. Um, you know, from playing. 11 shield games and a final to only one shield game last year um, and playing, oh, I think I played 12 out of 14 Big Bash games last year to none. Um, that's a really healthy reminder and just to show that you know, you, you have to keep working hard continuously um, and remember cricket isn't a sprint, it's a marathon. Um, so just making sure I want to keep getting better and Hopefully, I can be cemented back in those teams, those teams shortly. So that just comes with a lot of hard work, a lot of, a lot of persistence, a lot of training. Um, and hopefully, yeah, hopefully things take care of themselves there. Yeah. How are you keeping yourself busy and fit during this time? I'm actually really lucky. Um, so oh, you probably can't see through there. Uh, maybe not. But um, there's actually uh, there's a first grade soccer ground right next to, right literally right next to my my house. So. Um, that's how I've been doing all my running. Um, and there's cricket nets there as well. Uh, so I guess the cricket and running parts we've taken care of. And we've been really lucky. We get to loan some stuff out from New South Wales cricket. So I've got a couple of weights as well. Um, and I bought some when I was about 16, 17. We, me and my dad bought a lot of weights and we left them here. But we never used them. But now they're getting a great use. So there's always going to be a time for something. So, um, yeah, that's how I've been keeping myself pretty busy. That's all I've really been doing, to be honest, just a lot of training. Um, when I'm bored, I'll probably go for a run or I might go downstairs and do a, a, a gym session and when dad comes home, we, we do some training. So that's really just been the schedule of the last, I guess, how many weeks, eight, almost eight weeks, nine weeks. So that's all I've, uh, that's all I've been doing, just keeping fit and, and, and training and, um, and getting ready for our own pre-season training for the Blues. Yeah. Who's the worst teammate to room with through your career and why? Jeez. Worst roommate to room with. Oh, worst, worst teammate to room with. Okay. Uh, oh, man. 
don't know who the worst is. I've uh, I've, I've actually I've roomed with Arjun now a lot. Um, me and him are quite close. Um, I room with him not just in uh, Blues and Thunder setups, but we've been roommates for a lot of other Australian sort of setups, whether it's camps or training camps or wherever they are. Um, he's 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 not a bad roommate at all. He's actually a really good roommate, but couple of times he's like woke me up on a rest day when he's been like he's woke up before me and, and people know me for like loving a big sleeping um i'm a massive sleeping person especially when i have my days off so but he's always been a bit of a pest he's like woke up a couple of times um a couple of times like that so um that's the only reason i'd say he's the he's the bit of a pest but he's actually pretty good a, a lot of guys are, a lot of guys are really good i think i might be the the worst roommate to be honest so yeah <laughs> <laughs> What's the best word that can describe you right now? Um, right now, tired. <laughs> no, um, uh, probably. I don't know. Uh, what word can describe me right now? Um, jeez, I'd say excited. You know, I, I'm I'm on the MG MG podcast. I think I'm I'm pretty excited. So. I'd say excited. Thanks. What advice would you give a 12-year-old today? Oh, fucking when I was 12. Um, I think enjoy it. Like, um, it's kind of, it's kind of, um, I guess it's a bit of a cliche. People say, oh, like, you've got to enjoy it. You've, you know, you're always going to enjoy it. But for me, like, I think as I've gotten older into my career and, I'm not old at all by any means. I'm 20 years old. But the longer I've been playing cricket for, the more I've realised how much you actually have to enjoy the game. There's so many ups and downs in cricket. Um, there's countless of times where umpires make wrong decisions, pitches are bad, um, you get caught by an absolute freakish catch or so many variables you can't control. And I think... You just have to, you have to enjoy those moments. You got to try and find a way to, when you do have good days, to really, really appreciate them because um, good days don't always happen. Um, so yeah, for me, I just, in, just enjoying it. Like I know when I was 12 years old, I used to love my cricket and I still do, of course, but I could not wait to like go to training with like all my mates. Um, and that was the most exciting time to go to training. And I think as you get older, um, not that training becomes a chore because I still love training. Um, but I, I, sometimes I wish I had the enthusiasm and the, the excitement um, of going to training than when I was 12. Um, so that's my biggest advice. Just keep, keep enjoying the game. Don't like, I know how excited I was at, at 12 years old to go training or go to play. Like when it was raining, like on a Saturday, like, I'd almost cry. It was the worst day, worst day ever when it was like when I was raining, um, when cricket was supposed to be played. Or, or to be fair, any sport. Um, basketball was lucky because we always played indoors, but um, baseball, for example, um, as well. So, yeah, like sometimes I just go keep reminding myself of, um, you know, how excited I was during those times when I was a bit younger. That's the type of attitude I need to keep bringing to, to me now, eight years on. Yeah. Thanks for coming on today, Jason. Thanks, Hayes, Max. That was the podcast with Jason Sanger. I hope you guys enjoyed the podcast, and I'll see you in the next one. Thanks again.
They do have a timeout. Decide not to use it. Curry, way downtown. 